We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speaking coverage on... 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Community American Credit Union. Community American Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. I may not have teased this because I wasn't sure. We weren't sure. I, I, was, I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But then I. You were about 50 50 like so. I was. Probably I was more so. like 20 80. We welcome in studio Carrington Harrison of the Drive. How about that? Newly minted number three. Afternoon show in all of America by Barrett Sports Media. Congratulations, C-Dot. number three. Look at you. What is going on with these headphones first? What what are we doing here? They're like falling apart. Okay, so like, like, like to... what what is going on yeah, here? They're falling apart. Let's not worry about that. I, I, I I gave I'm not going guys... to fall off your head. I gave you my word yesterday that I was going to come on. I've shown a level of commitment. I got up at 645 specifically for the purposes of awesome. coming wow. in studio. I've been up three hours on already. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Look at I you. I deserve a little bit more credit than, I'm, than the intro that I got. Well, we, Do I need to leave and come back no, and get a better but, but, intro? I mean, you said you were going to bring coffee. I gave you my order. I almost texted you the midnight black from Dunkin'. We Give booked me a you small, for Monday, but whatever. Hey, you're here. It's Thursday. Okay. Your well, people your people put it on your schedule yeah. <laughs> and everything. I'm just saying that you weren't going to get both. You weren't going to get me on time and Dunkin' true. Donuts. That's so right. you had to pick which That's one you wanted. I showed up on time. Kind of rather would have had I was here at 747. I did what I was supposed to do. And then you were being a, a little bit of a diva with your order. Oh, I need. Hey, what about Quick Trip? No, I don't want Quick I'm Trip. I'm not a fan of their coffee. Just not. Not a fan of their coffee at all. They need to do better in the coffee department. I'm they so do excited. so many good things, but the coffee's not one of them over there. We were actually talking about this earlier in the week that Rob has eaten the brisket from Quick Trip, which just what <laughs> seems like a first-class trip to food poisoning. That's what it seems like. But you're talking to Josh, who eats anything that's on a roller at Quick Trip, right? Like I think I think there was one time we went to Quick, Quick Trip. I went and used the bathroom. I came out and Josh had a had a Twix bar on the roller cooking it. I'm like, what are you doing? You gotta heat up that chocolate, yeah. and melty, nice and melty. I do like the roller. I will. Have Happily go in there and get a hot dog. I'll happily go in there and get with a little buffalo chicken bites oh, or yeah. crispy. The pretzels are yeah. outstanding too. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, but just I mean, if it's not a breakfast sandwich, I'm not getting anything else. Right. I'm not going up there to the counter and pressing my order, and uh, I'm not ordering. You're not food. doing any of that. You got to got to get the pretzels, especially Pre- barbecue. Like, come on now, we live in Kansas City, <laughs> yeah, Missouri. Right. Like, you That's have to wrong. drive past three or four world-class barbecue places. And I'm not getting, uh, unless it's Oklahoma Joe's, Joe's KC, 
I'm not getting barbecue from the same place that I'm getting 20 on pump six. Yeah. That's just not, that's not, that's, that's not part that of It's been done once yeah. really well. Leave it yeah, at that, right? That. Yeah. No, I got you, yeah. man. I got you. So congratulations on your number three ranking as the Barrett Sports Media afternoon shows in America. You did great, Carrington. So, uh, Do we get like a bonus for that? No, like, can I hand that down? No, and like, hey, nothing, look. No. They, don't, they don't acknowledge okay, it. Okay, I didn't no, know. No. Now, all if you right, weren't on the list, they'd probably tell you why aren't you on the list. But you on the list, you don't get nothing Okay, all right. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so anyway, so Carrington in studio uh, with us. And, and Bob, I, was, I imagine we don't even really have much to talk about. I imagine you have the Chiefs winning this game. 35-0. 47-0. You don't have San Francisco gaining a yard. You don't have them scoring That's in right. the game. You have Brock Purdy throwing three interceptions. Yeah. Chiefs defense is going to hold Christian McCaffrey to 17 yards. I don't even know why you asked me to come well, up here. show's over. I mean, you've just accomplished <laughs> everything. I mean, you know what it is. No, you got me to now argue the other side. Like, hey, maybe <laughs> San Francisco is actually kind of good. I, so, I, I, Anti-chiefer. No, Welcome I, to my world. I, all right? I, 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 I got to be the Chiefs bad guy. You know? I, I, look, I told you all during the regular season, it could be just fine. You had Travis Kelsey. I traded Travis Kelsey six years ago. You wrote him off for dead this year. We were both completely wrong. I did not wrong him off for dead. See, this is Do you have that audio, Josh, of Carrington well, and Rob I remember talking? the headline specifically. It says Travis Kelsey's washed. Yeah. That's coming it. directly from your show. <laughs> Hold on. Play the audio. I never got said the he audio, was washed. Josh. I never said. I said he was diminished. I said he had lost his fastball. I never called him off. You know, you, you do realize that it he's click, a Kadarius Tony then. offsides away from being over a thousand yards this year, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, this team was a Kadarius Tony penalty <laughs> away, away from, from everything from, undefeated. From, from also never having to go to Baltimore, right, exactly. never having to go to Buffalo. No, that yeah. was a, that was a theme of the yeah. regular no, season. They, they, they're a Kadarius Tony penalty play away from being like fifteen and two. Like Buffalo and 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 Detroit alone are two more wins without Kadarius Tony. Right. My favorite part of the entire season was Patrick Mahomes throw to MVS. I think it was against Philadelphia. Yeah, and after the game, he blamed himself and said, "I could." Threw it better. No, you couldn't. Have. <laughs> no, like, you could not. No. Physically impossible for you to throw the ball better from 55 yards away to the guy in stride downfield where it hit him in the hands as he was running. Right. No, Patrick, that's not on you. No. Now, I don't expect you to be like, yo, can we do something better here? But then that explains the next week when he went postal on the Buffalo Rex, game. That's exactly right. That was all <laughs> pent-up energy from everything that had happened all season. Did you have the audio of Carrington? He doesn't around? look like Travis Kelsey anymore. Okay, that's some, that's part of it. What does Travis Kelsey in this offense look like if he's a 975 yard receiver? That's still a really productive tight end, is it not? He was 975 yards, six touchdowns, seven touchdowns on the season, but obviously not the guy that we've seen over the last decade or so in Kansas City. I haven't heard anything incorrect so far. That's what, what are they if Travis Kelsey has 975 yards? They're a Super Bowl team. Well, I mean, the version <laughs> that we have for the last three weeks was not the version that we had during the regular season. I don't like. I really think like I, I didn't I don't know if any of us could have known at the time how important the bye week was and not playing that final game against the massive, Chargers. Massive, but huge, he has yeah. been a completely different player. Yeah. He was the best skill position player on the field in the AFC championship game. There were not many games in the regular season where you felt like Travis Kelsey was the best player on the field. I would argue he was the best player in the Buffalo game as well. He had those two touchdowns and was unguardable at times in those games that I mean a major reason of why I'm confident in Kansas City heading into the Super Bowl is you 
you're giving Travis Kelsey two weeks off in their last five weeks. I know, right? You it's know, been great. You had a bye week basically coming into the postseason. You have a bye week heading into the Super Bowl and a team historically that Travis Kelsey has played well against. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, I think, to feel good about Kansas City heading into this game. But the fact that you're going into this with a healthy Isaiah Pacheco, a healthy Rasheed Rice, a healthy Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and out of your top 15, 20 players on defense, only one notable injury at this point in the season. You talking Derek Nottie? <laughs> Charles and Charles Minim. Minim. Oh, okay. no, I, no, I, I, I was I, I didn't know you were just I thought you were discrediting Minim. No, like, no, 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 no. Because I think Nottie's look, I'm a bit huge Nottie fan. I just think he's a really good player. Like he's never gonna get the accolades and be a Chris Jones, obviously, but he's a really good football player. Yeah, I like Derek Nottie too. I just think at this point in the season it's unrealistic to think that you're gonna have everybody healthy. Yeah. Like if if, if you if They're you spun the wheel yeah. for an injury and the one injury the two injuries that you have are Derek Nottie and Charles Aminahu, you will take that heading into the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know, you, you will take that. And this defense, at least for me, a big thing that we've been talking about on the show is if I just rank the four units, so Kansas City's offense, Kansas City's defense, the same thing for San Francisco, I'd rank it Kansas City's defense one, San Francisco's offense two, Kansas City's offense three, San Francisco's defense four. Yeah, I don't think there's any argument there. Like, can win if you have the lesser of the two quarterbacks, the lesser of the two coaches, and the worst defense out of the two. Like, that... The, there's a there's a big uphill battle that San Francisco has to climb to win this game and, in my mind, and, and that's like legit logic right there. I think people think too hard about how to win football games. And Back you, to you Kelsey for a moment. Oh wait, he's got one more on Kelsey. Oh. What was that? <laughs> it's called the medium sketch. The medium sketch? Yeah, it wasn't rare, and it certainly wasn't well done. <laughs> <clears throat> Back to Kelsey for a moment. <laughs> now we could say he didn't. That you might have had stretches. He felt like he didn't look, but. How can I not go back and say it's because they tried to play too many damn people in their offense for 15 weeks, 16 weeks. Right. I felt like that that was that was uh, non-con basketball to me, Carrington, where they didn't, they didn't reduce their bench once once the season started. I'm like, I think he was just fine. I think it, the other stuff was just trying to force too many things that just weren't ever going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's the same analogy that I use. You know, it was like a team that was trying to play 13 guys that once they paired it down to eight, that's why the Kadarius-Tony conversation this week has been so infuriating. He had less than 200 yards this season for the Chiefs. I know he had that one play that one time. You know, I know that. But that was last don't, year. Don't live on that. Yeah, He has not made a play for the Chiefs that we talk about and is memorable in a calendar year. Why are oh, people he's had wor- memorable plays. Oh, good point. Why, <laughs> why are people worried about Kadarius Tony? I don't get that. Like, you must get this- more of that in the afternoon. We had one guy this morning saying, you know, they're, they're going to be fools if they don't play Kadarius Tony, and he should be the running back behind, you know, Isaiah Pacheco replace CEH. And I like, don't think he should be in Las Vegas. I don't either. I don't I think they should. I him in, yeah. in, in Lenexa. Right. I would have left him in Olathe. Right. I mean, maybe he's running scout team. I don't know what they're doing out there in terms of practice, but I don't even know why he was allowed to go on the trip. Sky Moore two they should be helping set up for the parade yeah right why are they a part of anything that they have going on well and, and i think also too though you look at Kadarius tony and just you know just lets the outside world take over and he goes on instagram and he does all the stuff he's fighting with giant fans a buddy of mine texted me a couple weeks ago he goes now we see why the giants traded and i'm, I'm like yeah I, I think we do see why we kind of knew why at the time but you wanted to give the guy a second opportunity he took advantage of it last year but he's shown this year he just doesn't he doesn't deserve to play in the nfl the nfl is not a you can play in this league. You have to earn the right to play in the NFL. And this year, Kadarius Tony has not earned the right to play in the NFL. But I think what they're doing, Carrington, and this is Josh's tinfoil hat, and I'm in on this 100% of the way, 
They brought him out there, and they're going to deactivate him and then make him a healthy scratch. You go, you're right, you weren't hurt, and now you're a healthy scratch. How's that feel? Yeah, I mean, I think that, too. I I, I don't expect that Kadarius Tony is going to play in the game, and I, I just – I don't think they need him. Like, I think it is it is not a coincidence to me that this offense has really started to take shape and they started playing more consistently once they pared it down. No more Kadarius Tony, no more Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. And instead of my biggest frustration with the offense in the middle part of the season is they would waste like seven to ten opportunities. Like, why are we throwing the ball to Blake? Like, why is Blake Bell getting a carry in this scenario? Why are you throwing it to Sky Moore? Why are you trying to get Richie James involved in the offense? I mean, they had a game this year, the game against Philadelphia. Justin Watson got 11 targets. There is never a game that is not a preseason game in which Justin Watson should be throwing the ball 11 times that once they've really leaned into Rice, Pacheco, and Kelsey, their offense has found more consistency. But I think the reason that they did all of that was to get to that point that we've seen in the playoffs. Just and, 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 yeah, but and, and that's kind of what I was saying all regular season long. Hang on, let's not freak out. It's regular season football. We know this team is going to the playoffs, right? You take your 17 dress rehearsal you compile in two columns, good and bad. You take all the good stuff, you utilize that. You take all the bad stuff, the experimental stuff, because coming into the season, they had a lot of question marks at that wide receiver spot. They gave somebody basically 16 weeks to step up, and really nobody did Rushy other than Rice. Rushy Rice. Yeah. Other than Rice, nobody else stepped up. And so then they got to the playoffs. They looked at their 17 dress rehearsals that they tinkered with all year long and went, okay, you guys all suck. You're not coming along for the ride, and we're going to go with what works. And we've seen them take the best of the regular season and focus on that in the playoffs and that's why they've been kind of unstoppable 610 sports radio kcsp kansas city wdf hg2 liberty and odyssey station so that that's kind of where we are right now that's why like during the regular season yeah you're upset about this you're upset about that and it shows you what you need to fix this offseason we know the chiefs are going to fix it because they do every offseason now bob i hate to ask you this question just because i think i know what your answer is going to be yeah let's say they play the same way that they played in the afc championship game do they win on sunday uh the defense plays the same way sure yeah offensively they got to do more offensively they got to do better yeah Yeah, offensively they need to score in the second half no question about that the thing I, i i guess i give san francisco maybe a better chance than most people in this game is I thought that Baltimore had opportunities to win the game and they just gave up on running the football they, like, oh, they were terrible like, at that like yeah. Baltimore stopped doing what got them to the AFC championship game they had more rush attempts than any team in the National Football League and they were 30th in pass attempts yet Lamar Jackson threw it 37 times and they had three run plays in the second half that's because coaches are stupid and they spend 20 hours a day in a facility trying to think about what the other guy's going to think about instead of just doing what works they could be done in eight hours just like every other American at work by going in and doing what works instead they sit around and they worry about things they don't need to worry about and then they put out a game plan like 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 the Ravens did two weeks ago the counter to that would be, I think every team that Chiefs played in the in the postseason blinked, right? Oh, Buff- God, yeah. You had Buffalo have relying on a kicker, right? Mm-hmm. You had Baltimore stop running. You had uh, Tua look to one side of the field at a time. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. It's not like Kyle Shanahan hasn't blinked before. Oh, God, that guy's one of the biggest blinkers ever. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's not like I have, like, uber confidence. Like, I don't want to count on that. Like, you got to do something out of character of yourselves, but he's – been known to kind of do that. The Baltimore thing's baffling. Like, how do you not run the football? They took themselves out of that. Yeah. I think they're. I think they'll continue to if they're if they're smart. They'll McCaffrey, 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 and more McCaffrey until, until they Chiefs stop McCaffrey. Can yeah. prove they can 
successfully shut that down. Yeah, I mean, in this game, I would say, like, if you were talking about game script and game flow, if Christian McCaffrey has less than 22 touches, something just went terribly wrong for San Francisco. Why 22? Like, just, it, it just feels like he needs to be in that 22 to 26 range. I mean, he had he had 24 touches in the game against the Detroit Lions. What do you think about 60-some plays in a game offensively normally, so a third of the plays? That's okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, think, I think he needs to be heavily – featured in this game and then obviously I mean they're going to take a couple big shots down the field with Brandon Ayuk I mean that's what really sparked the run like if you want to go back to the NFC championship game there was really a three play stretch that got San Francisco back in the game the drop by Josh Reynolds on fourth down they then got the big pass play to Brandon Ayuk the ball that went Mm -hmm. off the defender's face mask and then they forced the fumble on the next Lions play like that game the Lions were up 14 with a chance to go up 17 in three minutes in game time the game was tied Tied, so it it was just it, it was a flurry and I do give San Francisco a lot of credit for staying with their game plan despite being down 14 despite being big that's a major reason how they find themselves in this game. You find yourself down 14 to this Chiefs defense. You're not coming back. This no. is not the Detroit Lions. This is a throat punch by Trent McDuffie. This is a throat punch by Legereus Sneed. This is, you know, Chris Jones making Brock Purdy eat grass for the rest of the day. And, and that, I think, one of the biggest storylines for me is how's Brock Purdy going to handle this pressure, man? We, he has not really been under pressure like Steve Spagnolo is going to bring. Does he get rattled? How does he handle that? And, and being on the big stage as well. So I, I think there's so much from that standpoint like if I'm Steve Spagnuolo I'm blitzing the hell out of that guy in the first series or two I think at least in this game and I'm curious what you guys think I think more of the interesting storylines are actually on San Francisco's side like all of the storylines for Kansas City are like legacy points hey Travis Kelsey greatest tight end of all time Patrick Mahomes he gets his third before he's 30 years old yeah Andy Reid his third Super Bowl where does that rank like all of their points are so legacy based if you're Kyle Shanahan, you just said it. He's one of the biggest blinkers that we have seen. You have had – this is now your third opportunity in the Super Bowl. I know you were the offensive coordinator, but your team blew a 28-3 to lead. And people, yeah. and people don't blame Dan Quinn for that. People blame you for why you lost the Super Bowl right. with the Atlanta Falcons. The last time you were in the Super Bowl, you had a 20-10 to lead with less than eight minutes to go, and you lost by double digits. That is hard to do. Very hard to do. Very hard yeah. to do. And now fast forward to this one. I mean – I know we don't consider them to be the favorite, but I mean, this line hasn't moved. It wasn't like it started at San Francisco minus one and a half and it moved to Kansas City minus two. Right. They have been a favorite since the moment the line came up. All of the computers and the algorithms say that San Francisco is the better team and should win this game. Yet no one feels like San Francisco is the better team. It's crazy. More and more people are starting to pick the Chiefs. And what I found to be interesting. Put your fingers in your ears. I like being the dog. Right. I love being the other dog. But what I did find to be interesting is like all of a sudden, yesterday the national media woke up and went hey the Chiefs have defense because Bob Griffin the third Peter Schrager Colin Cowherd like all these cats are like hey have you seen this defense like it just hit him that this team is a defensive powered team when they're the only team in the league that hasn't given up 30 this year yeah I mean I just think their offense just soaks up so much oxygen like I mean every time you turn on the television you can't stop but seeing their quarterback in commercials I mean they will have a Chiefs game, and then they will show them in the huddle and a timeout, and then on the right side of the screen, it will be a Chiefs commercial. Like, it is – you were just constantly inundated with their offense and their yeah. offense, and their offense has just been historically good. I mean, I, I felt this way in the middle part of the season. 
I think their defense has been the best and most consistent unit in the National Football League. Like, we have seen them consistently go up against teams that you think can score. Baltimore was one of those teams. Miami was one of those teams. Philadelphia, at least at that point in the season, was a team. And I've seen them hold up against just about everybody. Like, there is not a player in the league that can say, oh, man, I had a really good day against Kansas City. Maybe you could say that for the Raiders running back, Zamir White. But that was kind of it. You talk about the Christmas Day game where they didn't show up. You know, they were still at home unwrapping gifts there just wasn't a lot of there wasn't and even the star players I mean this team went up against Justin Jefferson went up against AJ Brown went up against Tyreek Hill a couple of times Diggs they went up against most of the they ended Justin Jefferson's season bro yeah same with AJ <laughs> yeah. Brown I mean AJ yeah. Brown was a different player right. maybe his career in Minnesota too maybe his career in Minnesota but, but do they need to I I think the defense only gets their due if they do it in this game then too the the, the 30 point if they give up 30 or whatever and right. it that whole regular season Carrington's like a wash I mean, I mean the I defense think, has got to be who they are all season to really get their their due credit yeah 100 percent. I think it's like a weird balance in this game where let's say this game is high scoring like let's say it's like last year's Super Bowl and Kansas City wins 35 31 no one outside of Kansas City will talk about how great de- how great their defense was in the season like even though the numbers will suggest hey their defense was really good I mean, this is going to be the most watched football game ever, ever. ever. last year's yeah. game was this year you add in Vegas, Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor Swift. This is going to be the most watched football game ever. What? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if their defense allows 13 points and they hold Christian McCaffrey to 51 yards, they will talk about their defense like they're the like they're the 2015 Broncos. Like they will talk about their defense like they are one of the great defensive units in the history of the league. So I mean, this uh, that's why I say like at least to me with the Chiefs, much more of their stories are about legacy. Where I think for San Francisco, it's more about in the short term proving it. People have questions about Brock Purdy. Hey, if you win this game, I don't care about the game manager. I am a Super Bowl champion. Like people yeah. will talk about Brock Purdy differently. Kyle Shanahan, like Kyle Shanahan has probably been the second best coach in the league for the last five years. None of us feel that way about Kyle Shanahan in big games, at least. So I, I just feel both storylines are coming from two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it really is a lot of storylines tied up in this one. And and one that was kind of thrown on us yesterday, this Eric Bieniemy thing that's going on right now. Where do you think the future for Eric Bieniemy is? That's a great question. Thank you. We didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about it over the course of the week. Just... I think sometimes, like, we applaud guys for betting on themselves, and I get it, right? Like, Eric Bieniemy could still be the offensive coordinator in theory for the Chiefs. Like, there's no reason to think that Andy Reid was going to fire him or let him go. He just doesn't really do that with coaches. Eric Bieniemy realized, hey, this is not the pathway for me to be an NFL coach. This is my this is my goal. I don't want to coach in college. I have to go be the offensive coordinator someone, somewhere else. Sometimes betting on yourself, you lose. Like, we Sometimes, only, like yeah. We only talk about betting on yourself in scenarios in which it wins. Like, oh, man, you made the right decision. You stepped out. Eric Bieniemy took a bet on himself. I don't know if he's going to be an offensive coordinator next year in the NFL. Maybe he does have to go down to the college ranks and be a head coach or be an offensive coordinator. Maybe he's back to being a position coach next year in the NFL. I don't know. It has been a very interesting. I just his whole storyline has just never really made sense to me. You know, if you were as successful as the offensive coordinator, and then you remember during the middle of the season, we made it seem like he was the glue holding this team together that, you know, all the players were just out coloring and playing video games. And he was the one keeping everybody in line that now, like no one wants that guy to be their head coach or in charge of their team. It's just, 
his whole thing has just been very odd to me over the last three, four seasons. Yeah, so I, I don't know, but he's got another year left on that commodes contract. Take the year off, collect some dough, man. Like, just kick back and give yourself a reset. But then you get out of the mix, and it's then maybe you not to, get back in. It's always hard to be out of, that, out of that mix. All right, Kerry. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of those coaches, though. I mean, Vrabel's out of the mix for this yeah, year. Yeah. Belichick's going to be out of the mix this year. You know, Eric Bieniemy is going to be out of the Which mix. Which Vrabel year. and Belichick and Pete Carroll being out of the mix is ridiculous, based on some of these losers that are getting hired. I don't even know half their names and don't care to learn them because they won't be around well, long they enough. They got they got three uh, they got a three year window for most of these guys. All yeah. right, you know it's coming. I know it's early. I know we we rousted you early. What's coming up on What's the show up today? What's coming <laughs> up on the third best afternoon yeah. show? What's coming up today? Two to six of the drive. That's the idea. That's a great question. Thank you. Thank I know you, that yes. Danny will be on the show today. That's all I really know. Yeah, Every day, it's early, this is what happened on Monday. Every morning, Rob sends me a text and says, this is your schedule for the day. No, he doesn't. Every single day. I swear, I can show you the one he sent me today. Hey, oh this is what God. you have to do today. Every single day. Why so can't you I do that up, on your own? It just, it helps me. It, it just, it keeps my day streamlined, especially now. You scratching the- a check to him to do that? <laughs> 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 he helped. That's his job. He he produces my life. Poor that's Rob. what he does. So it just keeps me in line. I know what to do, especially now during the playoffs. You know, like you'll get asked to do 18 different things. The answer's no. I, I, I have a rule. Unless I know you, ask Rob. Rob. Rob will tell you if I have time to do it or not. I don't know. Ask Rob. Mm-hmm. But if I know you, it's a little different. But, yeah, no. So, you know what? No, the, I'm pretty sure I had to ask Rob. Ask yeah, Rob. Yeah, I don't think that that. Well, he's the adult in the room. You know, he's going to keep you straight. All right, so Rob will uh, direct what's coming up two to six. Yeah, today. call, call right. Rob call and Rob. then ask him yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. planned on the drive yeah, today. Yeah. Because he, he, I mean, that's what happened. He normally tells me around ten o'clock what we have. Right. So he just forgot to tell me on Monday. But and then the text line they crushed me for basically the first hour of the show. So I, I told you guys I will come in whatever time you need me to come in this week. So I can get that off my. You record. even offered a six a six o'clock. Yeah, we I said, said I would no. be up here. And I thought, do that to anybody. I'm not doing that. Here's C. Dot and Rob talking about their day. Okay. That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. Yeah, it could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! boo! Rob and Carrington talking about the Chiefs season. Thanks, you know, Six Ten Sports <laughs> Radio. You guys. <laughs> Nate Taylor of the Athletic drops by for his weekly visit at eight twenty-five, and I know Clark doesn't want a roof. Yeah, but he may have to have one. One guy, <laughs> one guy might. Next, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League 
Catch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back in on a Thursday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler. Nathan Williams producing today. Now, Clark Hunt joined Cody and Gold earlier this week, live from Vegas. They'll continue their coverage there coming up at 10 o'clock. And said that that a roof was not part of the plan. Right. At Arrowhead. They love the elements. Mm-hmm. They love the grass. Players like playing on grass, which is true. And all these things. Sure. And and they like the environment that it brings. He said, even in that super cold Miami Dolphins game, they thought it was they thought it was great. Right. They said ninety two percent of players that were surveyed by the NFLPA this week or whatever like grass over the synthetic stuff. And we all like natural grass. Yeah, I think it's I think it's yeah. It's, it's much safer, much healthier for you than the synthetic stuff. You don't want that synthetic synthetic stuff. That's hard to say. It, it is hard to yeah. say. So I get it. But Chris Jones. Less of a mess with the synthetic. I can't even say that word. Synthetic stuff. Struggling. Thank you. <laughs> but Chris Jones might might say, "Well, hold on a minute. Maybe you do want to put a roof on." Yeah, he does. I he got said, frostbite. He said this week that game was so damn cold. <laughs> some players got frostbite. Some coaches got frostbite. That game was very challenging. So cold, extremely cold. Hmm. Are we sure? Are we sure? I mean, there were people that ended up at the hospital, we know, because of hypothermia. I, I tend to believe a lot of that. Like, if you took your shirt off and you got hypothermia, that's kind of on you. Um, but when the players are complaining about it, right, when they're complaining about getting frostbite and things like that, that's a pause where you go, okay, let's reevaluate this for a second. And I'm not a guy who wants a roof for football. I don't. But I want the ability to have the roof in case you need it. Now, would we have closed it on that game? I don't know what the answer would have been. I'd like to think they would have left it open, but after hearing Chris Jones talk about this with the frostbite and the player, like once it starts affecting the players where they can't do their job, then it is something you do say, okay, let's have a serious conversation about I think, this, right? I think it's more, more likely the NFL makes a number. Here's our number where we, we can't play. It's yeah. too cold. Um, also, but they would have been better served by having that game during the day. Absolutely. That, that was yeah. my biggest gripe with that one. It was like, have it during the day to give everybody, give it a chance. The sun's out. It feels a little bit better, whatever. They play that game at night. Right. They need to be playing that game at night. They played a dome game inside earlier. Earlier in the day. Yeah. You know, you're right. So you're right. I, I think there's a better chance. But they don't the, do it for, they do it for what's going to be the biggest TV audience at the best time. And you know, noon on a, on a I Saturday. Players the, be darn. Right. Um, but but I, we, we talk about player safety and health and all this stuff. And well, we like, them talking on both sides of their mouth would be crazy I'm to think about. The NFL is doing. I, that. I think there's a better chance though of them changing the rule. Like we're only going to play above this temperature, and if it gets to the extreme, we're going to do something about it. Versus now, seemingly, yeah. Clark Hunt wanting a roof. But what are you supposed <laughs> to do about it though, Josh? I mean, like, say we're locked in that cold front for two weeks, you just can't cancel games in the postseason, know. you know. And then the last thing we want to do is start talking about dome Move, games, or moving, oh, moving games, and stuff like that. All playoff games on neutral site? No way, nope. no thank you. I don't you. want to open again. You don't want to open that, Pandora's box. When that box one almost that. happened, whatever, a couple of years ago, I'm like, last don't open year. the door. Yeah. Don't yes. open the door. Was that the last AFC year? Championship game in Atlanta had yeah. Buffalo beaten the Bengals 
because right. of the DeMar Hamlin thing, changed up seating. Yes, that absolutely would have opened the door. It's nope. a neutral right. site. Not and, doing and it. We don't want to do that. So I, I, I don't want to start putting limits on temperatures and stuff like that. But as we get set to, to vote on this coming up on April 2nd, I do think there has to be consideration more so than there's been from Clark Hunt about putting a, the, the, the roof over because now you have players complaining and we invest $30 million a year into players just for their salaries and then all the stuff to keep them healthy and well and all that kind of stuff. And then we're asking them to play in elements where guys are like, I can't even feel my hands. My fingers are falling off. He knows everything that Bo doesn't know. There's so much in my head. And just like the tribe, he breaks down all the Chiefs scenarios. This is such a great question, Josh, because I Thank haven't you. been able to watch a single ounce of tape about the Lions. He's our Chiefs insider from The Athletic, the one and only Nate Taylor. Nate dropping by from Las Vegas, brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. And Nate, who's this game bigger for legacy-wise, Andy, Patrick, or the franchise? And by the franchise, I mean the Chiefs, not Mahomes. I think it's I think it's the biggest for Patrick Mahomes um, because so few quarterbacks even get an opportunity to go back-to-back. Um, you know, we all know about Tom Brady. Uh, we all know about Joe Montana. But even for someone like Russell Wilson, right? I mean, his career essentially gets derailed. Like, a lot of his legacy got compromised with one decision uh, to not hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Because um, we would look at Russell Wilson just differently if he had won back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, I know there's only, a, you know, there's less than, I think, 12 quarterbacks who've won multiple Super Bowls. Obviously, to do it back-to-back, to have a third, that puts you up there with, like, Terry Bradshaw and obviously Joe Montana, um, Tom Brady, you know, it separates you from even Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning had a chance to win back-to-back Super Bowls and couldn't get it done. So I think it actually means a lot more for Patrick Mahomes because it's just another way to sort of demonstrate how far he's outpacing people. While at the same time, um, I think Andy Reid's already in the Hall of Fame and the Chiefs, um, have obviously established themselves as sort of the team of the decade. So I think I think mostly uh, it really benefits Mahomes, who would, and I I tend to agree with most people, guys, who say that if he wins, um, it's him really in position to actually chase Tom Brady. Nate, sometimes I roll my eyes at the experience factor, and sometimes you know does it does it really factor into one game? I feel like the experience factor did pay off for the Chiefs in this postseason as a whole. I thought specifically with, with Baltimore. Now you have this kind of, again, they have been there, done that. They know how to prepare. They're very organized. Right. San Francisco, are they are they under the pressure of 30 years of not winning one now? It mm. just feels like that the, the experience factor can help the Chiefs again. It definitely can because I don't see anybody really um, too high on the moment. I don't see anybody, like, worried about – their preparation you know we, we talked to the guys obviously early in the morning um the way it works out everybody's available for super bowl week whether you're an assistant coach um obviously clark hunts talked to us mark donovan um you know i don't get a sense from anybody that uh they aren't prepared it's just a matter of okay this is the last this is the last hurdle you know um you've ran the race now it's just about executing and finishing the task where I feel like for the 49ers, much of the game, I think in the first quarter is going to come down to how does how does Brock Purdy handle the moment? 
you know, because if he handles it well, then okay, it's game on. Um, we got two really good teams that are going to battle it out for 60 minutes. Um, but we watch the mental drain that it takes, even for someone like Lamar Jackson, when things aren't going your way and you haven't been there before and the moment is quite big and you're human and it's okay to feel that, um, you know, it's what makes Patrick Mahomes remarkable because he didn't play well in his first Super Bowl, yet he had enough time and enough talent and mental fortitude to get the team to the finish line in the fourth quarter, right? They were down 10 with seven minutes left and they scored three straight touchdowns. I mean, it was just, it, it is one of the most remarkable moments in NFL history. You consider how that fourth quarter really went in the Chiefs' favor. So, for guys like George Kittle, Brendan Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, I'm not worried about them. But I am fascinated to see how they try to help Brock. And if Brock is shaky at all, will it start to affect them? Will there be a cumulative impact of, man, if our quarterback's not on it today, this is not the Detroit Lions. This is not a young Green Bay Packers team. This is the defending Super Bowl champions who have been here, who have done that. And they're not going to give you much margin for error to begin with. So don't make it harder on yourself. Um, but experience matters. And in a league where we're getting younger quarterbacks, where Mahomes at 28 is the most experienced guy, he has a mental advantage over just about any opposing quarterback he faces now until maybe, maybe Joe Burrow, maybe someone like, you know, Matthew Stafford. Um, but outside of that, the Chiefs have a, a, a very clear advantage, especially um, if it's similar to what it was in the AFC Championship game. Talking with Nate Taylor, the athletic here on 610 Sports Radio. And, and Nate, I think on Sunday it will wrap up one of the most unbelievable fiscal years in the history of anybody. And I'm talking about Travis Kelsey. You think about a year yes. ago, wins the Super Bowl, and he hosts Saturday Night Live, starts a podcast or two with his brother, and then he starts dating Taylor Swift, and people say he's washed, and then he goes out and crushes people in the postseason. And by people saying he's washed, I mean Carrington Harrison, 2-6 to mm. six on 610 Sports Radio, joined us earlier in the show today. Um, so I, I I just think, like, when you look at the, the, the calendar year from, like, February 15th to February 15th or February 1st to February 15th, Who's had it like to steal a hardball line? Who's had it better than Travis Kelsey over the last year? Man, nobody. And I thought, you know, and it was fair to question at his age with the multiple injuries that he had early in the year and now the hoopla, I should say, um, was it starting to wear on him, right? Was he physically starting to deteriorate? Um, I'll say it again. I've said it previous times. Um, maybe he maybe he hit it at the Apex moment, fella, because I, I really do believe historically this is supposed to be Travis's, Travis Kelsey's last great year. Uh, I know everybody hates it when I say it, um, but this might be it, guys. Like, who knows if, if Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs can get to a third straight Super Bowl, right? That is incredibly hard. So um, this has been the best year of his life. He's acknowledged that, you know, last week, even before we came to Vegas, and obviously he's, you know, the quote to uh, the quote today that was just absolutely exceptional and it'll be in my story in the athletic is um i've learned that being famous worldwide is a lot different than being famous in kansas city just oh, chef's kiss so that is his year in an essence and um he could be a 
back-to-back champion. I think he can play a very pivotal role um, against the 49ers who don't have the best safeties in the league. They have good safeties, but not the best. Uh, So he should have a favorable matchup. And then, yeah, I mean, if you win the Super Bowl and host a Vince Lombardi trophy, like I'm assuming Miss Swift will be down on the field ready to to give you another kiss with those red lipsticks or excuse me, those red lips. So it's, um, you, 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 even if you tried to create this, um, it would be hard for somebody to believe it in a fictional sense. Uh, so it's kind of like he's he's living a movie or a documentary in a sense, uh, unlike many players ever before in the history of the NFL, which again, like mind-boggling to say out loud. You mentioned uh, Brock Purdy earlier and can he handle the moment? Is this a, a Super Bowl about Spags as well? Steve Spagnuolo's mm. preparation and how well he gets after people. And you look at the the litany of, of quarterbacks he has he has attacked in the Super Bowl, let alone uh, this this regular season. But the impact Steve Spagnolo can have on on this game, I think, is massive, right? For sure. And um, I'm going to ask a question that I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is asking every night before he goes to bed and every morning he wakes up. What is this man going to do that is so funky, so out of character, so unorthodox that? there's no way for us to prepare because, you know, there are snaps and it's, it's kind of floating around Twitter. I wonder if you guys have seen it where, Hey, we're in condensed splits, which is supposed to prevent you from blitzing. And Steve Spagnuolo says, why don't I blitz both corners? Why don't I blitz the corner on the left and the corner on the right? Good luck to you. So like, there's moments like that where you just go, all right, well, if I'm, if I'm to a tongue of a why is it going from too high to single high to too high? Like, I'm confused. Why are you doing that? Uh, hey, like, why is Jalen Watson blitzing me? He's not even a starter, you know? Um, so there's going to be so many moments where there's going to be a blitz or sort of a cover scheme or why is Trent McDuffie the safety now, but now Justin Reed's the nickel corner and maybe he's coming off the edge. And I haven't even included what the pass rush plan could be for Chris Jones, right? He could be inside. He could be outside. So you have to account for him. There's just, again, so much mental uh weight on your brain to keep up and to counterattack what Steve Spagnuolo can do. So it's a it's a game designed for him. He's a defensive coordinator that loves to to blitz and loves to do it in a way that is unusual. So I'm fascinated. Again, how does Brock Purdy handle things um in the first quarter and in winning time, right? Let's say the game is close in the fourth quarter. Uh you don't think Steve Spagnuolo is going to be aggressive? Of course he's going to be aggressive. So if you if you pass the test in the first quarter, Brock Purdy, guess what? The test gets harder with each passing quarter. Uh, the test is going to be extremely hard in the fourth quarter. Just ask Jimmy Garoppolo. Nate Taylor, the athletic with us. And, and Nate, I, I guess for me, the biggest concern has to be the run defense in this game. I go back to that Buffalo game and hearing Chris Jones going, we got up 182 yards. We can't do that. You know, again, <laughs> right. I, what's, what's your biggest concern going into this game on Sunday? I don't think it'll be a scheme issue necessarily, like an X's and O's. Um, I think it does come down to the Jimmy and the Joes, right? I mean, that Jimmy over there in Christian McCaffrey, if Lamar Jackson didn't exist, I want to give him the MVP award. Like, that's how good he's been. And it is so rare for a running back to win the MVP award. I think the last running back who had a similar pace in terms of production was like Todd Gurley in 2018 with the LA Rams. That team also went to the Super Bowl. 
Um, so tackling becomes paramount. Um, will Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton be on the field? Um, if so, that's probably your best tackling group. Although I know that they're going to try to use Leo Chanel in certain first down, you know, short yardage distances, um, you know, circumstances. Uh, and then, of course, like, hey, uh, if the 49ers can run the ball successfully, yeah, it does open up the play action pass. And that has been one of the areas where the Chiefs have struggled. It's one of the areas that uh, Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers he sort of uh, weaponized it once Drew Tranquil had his concussion. So, again, if they have an injury or if, if Willie Gay can't finish the game because of his neck injury, um, you don't want to give up play action passes because you've given up so many, you know, production from the running back in the run game. All right. Eric Bieniemy became a big story yesterday and visiting the Chiefs in, in Baltimore. And I, I think worse. So it's not more so Nate, than, you know, hey, I'll, I'll talk to you guys in the lobby and say hello. But drop, almost like dropping in on a meetings and giving pep talks and what yeah. have you. Um, what do you make of that? And is is there room for maybe what turned out to be a somewhat missing component? Uh, I, I call it the director of accountability or something. We can make up some title <laughs> or something. Um, is there is there room for an Eric Bieniemy return? There's always room, guys. I mean, uh, Andy Reid brought Brad Childress back when Brad Childress you know, was a head coach, you know, so that's a little bit different than uh, what Eric Vietnamese had to go through, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm going to try to get more details nailed down because Thursday is our final day uh, to talk to the guys before the game. I thought it was fascinating that Andy Reid just wanted to just want to sprinkle that out there. Hey, guys, just just want to let you know that one of the reasons why my team won is because you dummies didn't want to interview this guy. And he had, I guess, free time on his hands and with Ron Rivera being fired, he was basically a free agent. So if Clark's cool with it and Pat's cool with it, I'm cool with it. I'll bring him in. And my sense, and again, I'll try to narr- uh, nail this down. My sense is Eric, the enemy basically got to have the last word for Saturday night. The last, like the last thing you should remember, you know, once we leave this hotel ballroom or conference room, go to our separate rooms to get ready for the game. Um, Eric Bieniemy is going to say something to the team, most notably the offensive players, because that's the side of the ball he coaches. Um, but look, everybody on the team enjoyed seeing him. Um, and so if Eric Bieniemy, um wants to stay in the NFL and wants to be in a situation where he can succeed, yeah, the, the Chiefs might be a landing spot for him. Who knows, maybe within the next month, just because um, – they proved it last year that he and Matt Nagy could work together um, in in different roles uh, than in before in 2017. And, um, you know, if you want to be an assistant head coach or, uh, you know, in a special advisory role, uh, just to look at things from a more granular level, um, then that, yeah, that's definitely an option. But um, I think it says a lot that the enemy it sort of proves to me how much he loves the game, how much he loves the sport, that he is not getting paid to do this. Uh, I know D.C. and Baltimore are close to one another, but you still got to make a concerted effort to go out there, and you got to have something to say to them, even though you haven't coached them all year. And if he found the right words to say to motivate them to where they could remember it, uh, apply it, and then, of course, give him credit for it, you know, 
at the Super Bowl again. Like these are just wild things that are happening. But I thought the best quote we got from uh, Patrick Mahomes today was the fact that like it gave him chills. That Eric Benemy's words gave Patrick Mahomes chills before the AFC Championship game. And Eric Bieniemy is not a part of the staff, so it speaks to the brilliance of Andy Reid. Uh, but I also think it speaks to the love and the admiration uh, that Eric Bieniemy has for the Chiefs organization. Would he come back as the assistant head coach, and Matt would be OC, or do you bump up Matt to assistant head coach, bring him back as OC, or do you fire this guy with the wide receivers and make Bieniemy the wide receiver? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, it would be fun to watch the enemy coach the receivers because could you imagine if someone dropped the ball twice in a game? Oh my Darius Tony would not survive Eric B enemy. <laughs> um, so no, I think I think technically right now the assistant head coach is uh Dave Tove, the special teams coordinator. I don't know, maybe you could jiggle some things around, um, you know, make some title equivalencies. Um, so it's possible. Um, you know, I know Bienemy was a very good recruiter in college, but he's made it pretty clear that he wants to be a head coach in the NFL. Uh, the easiest way to do that is to stay in the league. Um, and look, if you need recommendations, um, you know, it's pretty good to have Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy and Andy Reid in your corner. That's Nate Taylor of The Athletic. Joins us each and every week. He joins us from Las Vegas, out there covering things, of course, for The Athletic. Brought to you today by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll play a little start, bench, or cut next. Game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Chiefs and Niners, 5.30 the kickoff Sunday on 106.5 The Wolf. Our pregame coverage gets underway at 2 on both The Wolf and here on 610 Sports Radio. Full postgame coverage after the game with Bank, of course, right here on 610 Sports Radio. Again, getting a late start to the day. I'm just going to tell you, 2 o'clock, is, you need to be on 2 a.m. People want their pregame. Um, sure. Just run it twice. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. Take a three-hour nap? <laughs> yeah. And then go back to go, go back to business? <laughs> That'd be... I'd kind of vote for that. Hey, let's do a little uh, start, bench, or cut, if we could. Ah, yes. A game that we have played many a times with our friends. I played high school football. Four touchdowns in one game. Who are you going to start? I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. Who are you going to bench? Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. And who are you going to cut? Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. It's start, bench, cut on Pesco in the morning. All right, little start bench cut today. I had to put the bass away after playing the bass. Yeah, you did a nice job with that. I'm a yeah. really good air bassist. Mm-hmm. Start, bench, or cut. All right. EB. Right. Bob Sutton. Uh-huh. Or Terry Bradshaw. The quarterback or the, the, the hitting coach The hitting one. coach, Back okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to start Bob Sutton in this because his defenses were pretty good when he first got here to Kansas City. 
I'm going to bench Eric Bieniemy, and I'm going to cut Terry Bradshaw because I don't know what that guy did. I am going to start Eric Bieniemy. Okay. I know what he did, which is get after people. I don't mind that. I think he would be a good supplement if he chooses to do. If his if his career ambitions further than that, it's not here. But if they wanted to bring him back, and again, I've I've made up the title of. You don't even remember um, that. Uh, Director, Director of Accountability. Director of Accountability, yes. I think it'd yeah. be a fantastic title. That'd be awesome. I'd love to have that title. Uh, so I'm going to start him. I'm going to bench Bob Sutton, and and I'm going to cut Terry Bradshaw, both the <laughs> both the broadcaster, <laughs> former quarterback, and the, uh, and the, the hitting coach. Yeah, yeah. Both gone. That's fine. I'm See cutting, ya. Cutting them, uh, cutting them both at this point. Um, start, bench, or cut. Las Vegas, New Orleans. Or Nashville. All right. Well, this has changed over the years. This has changed for me over the years. Okay. So I'm going to start New Orleans right now. And and I told you, go down there when there's nothing going on. It's actually very peaceful, nice, and the restaurants are unbelievably awesome. Okay. I'm going to bench Nashville. I haven't been to Nashville, so I'm putting it on the bench because I do want to go there. Nashville's great. I, I take that back. I was there like as a child, but you know nothing like it's today. And then I'm cutting Las Vegas. I just don't have any use for that mm. city anymore. I used to like going to Las Vegas a lot, but now I'm just like, everything has changed. It's not like what it used to be where you can get like a 99-cent shrimp cocktail and play at the Casino Royale. Like yeah. all the good stuff is gone. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start Nashville. Love Nashville. Just go up and down the main drag there and have beverages and listen to music. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, big fan of Nashville. Uh, so I'm starting Nashville. I am benching New Orleans. I'm, I need to give that another another shot. And I would have been in the same category as you, but once we did it a couple of years ago without an event, I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, I do remember, though, and it's been a long time now, right? 2012, walking over the dead people to get 12, to work. Yeah. Remember some of that, but everybody thanking you for coming there. Yeah, yeah. Because people weren't going. Right, because of Katrina. Yeah. I'm guessing it's changed a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bench that, give a shot, and then yeah, I'm cutting Las Vegas too. No offense. So I'm heading there. So I'm heading there this weekend. But right, I'm I'm in the I'm in the best spot. Three days in Vegas is long enough. Maybe three and days I don't, too long. Yeah, I don't I don't gamble. So you know, been there when I was in my younger younger yep. times and. Mm-hmm. We had fun, and yep. but I'm not, you know. Like, Las Vegas really doesn't offer anything you can't do anywhere else anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, sports gambling, I can do that on my FanDuel app, on my phone, on my couch. Oh. Drink till I see the sun, I can do that in my backyard. Big TVs, you can kind of do that yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you can kind of do that anywhere. I like the big TVs, though. That's, I do like that. All right, start, bench, or cut. Wayne Newton. Mm-hmm. Fig Newton mm-hmm. or Sir Isaac Newton. See, now this is this is a really good one. See, I'm going to start Fig Newton because it is a delicious cookie and it reminds me of my childhood. My dad would have two Fig Newtons and a cup of tea every night. So mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going to start the Fig Newton. I'm benching Wayne Newton and Sir Isaac Newton just because he invented the Fig Newton doesn't mean I need to start him. I'm not sure why he's a sir. So he gets kicked to gotcha. the curb. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to start. Actually, I'm going to start Sir Isaac Newton. I mean, you invent electricity. Where else can you go from there? Good point. So I'm going to start Sir Isaac Newton. Okay. I'm going to bench Fig Newton. Underrated, but. But then I think, do I want a Fig Newton? Usually the answer is no. The answer's not usually yes. And then Wayne Newton. I was always weirded out by his voice. I got to be honest. Donka Shane is weird. All right, so. 
Vip went and saw Wayne Newton in concert the other day and sent me a video. I'm going to play it for you. Turn, plot that down just a tad, would you, Nathan? Kind of just mailing it in now. He really is. If yeah. you look at the video, he's yeah. just kind of standing there yeah. like he's kind of propped up a little and bit. What but, face is he on? Do we know? Uh, 17th. Okay. Uh, start, bench, or cut. Vegas vacation, Ocean's Eleven, or The Hangover. See, this is a tough one because all three of those movies are just phenomenal, right? I think I'm starting Ocean's Eleven. I'm benching The Hangover. And as much as I don't want to, I'm cutting Vegas vacation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I say I'll have some of the yellow a lot. You do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start Ocean's Eleven. I'm kind of the franchise, too. I do like the Rat Pack version with Frank Sinatra and, and the crew. Mm-hmm. The old, old version. The old version. When I said the old version, Stephen goes, is there a new version? <laughs> well, like, yeah, the Matthew McConaughey version. He goes, there's an older version. He's, he's like, the George Clooney one. Yeah. He's like, there's one older than that. I'm like, yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do like the old one, but the com- combination of those two, I'm taking that. Um Vegas vacation, I think I have to bench, and I am going to cut the hangover. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to have to do that. Start, bench, or cut. The Royals parade. Right. The first Chiefs parade. Uh Uh-huh. Or the Johnson County Parade of Homes. Okay. I I am actually going to start (laughs) the Royals parade because that was the first. Okay. And you never forget your one true love, right? So I'm going Royals parade first. I'm going the Johnson County Parade of Homes as a bench because you get the opportunity. Maybe Travis's home is available, and you can go look at that. And then I'm going to cut that first Chiefs parade because we had that random car driving down the middle of the parade oh, and got us in trouble. That was. Yeah. that was. I think this is in the right order. I think start Royals Parade. It was just such it was terrific perfect chaos. Day. I mean, just it was chaos. just great. Just wonderful. Uh, bench the first Chiefs parade, and I'm cutting the Johnson County Parade of Homes. Well, why are you cutting the Johnson County Parade of Homes? I, just, I don't need it. I think that's very important. You can get it. some. Um, I don't need it. You can get some. Uh, what do they call that? Kim Crawford wine. You could watch a bunch of moms wearing their Uggs. They're cooking uh, chocolate chip cookies as they walk in. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable what those boys did. There still hasn't been a moment better than that. Not, not really. Uh, start, bench, or cut. Pacheco, Rice, or Kelsey for Super Bowl MVP. See, this is good, too. I am going to start Kelsey. I'm benching Pacheco, and I'm cutting Rice. I just don't think Rice could win it over Kelsey, Pacheco, or even the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, this is taking the quarterback out of it. But if there was another offensive person that got Super Bowl MVP, yeah, I think you got to start Travis Kelsey. It'd be just too perfect if he's... Scoring a touchdown, starring, being the MVP, right. and that would just cap the whole thing, right? It would, yeah. Um, I'm benching Pacheco because I believe he probably has the next best chance to be something different. Okay. To take away from the quarterback, right? He yep. runs the football and is such an impact. So I, then I think I'm, I guess I'm cutting in this instance, Rashi Rice. Okay, that's fair. So that is today's edition of Start, Bench, or Cut. Oh, I thought there was one more we were going to get to. That's fine. Well, the yeah, I time is nine. Yeah. Way to get in Johnson County Parade of Homes just so I could laugh. A big <laughs> Super Bowl story that isn't about the Super Bowl. We'll discuss next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.